I grew up on my parents' 100-acre property, and I refused to stay inside. I loved being in nature. I would just go out there by myself, and I'd have all this time, and I would be talking to God, and we'd have this conversation, and like I didn't know that that was strange or unusual. I would just pray to Him, and then sometimes He would He would say something to me and speak to me. I was about 10 or 12 years old, middle of the day, God gives me a very vivid picture of a little kid and I'm holding her swinging around in my parents yard and she's just laughing like crazy. In the picture that I had in my mind she had dark skin and dark eyes and uh, God said this is going to be your daughter and her name is going to be Chloe. Walt and I grew up together. I, we've known each other my whole life. Her family and my family were friends, and so I got to go over to her house um, frequently. Of course, she's a little munchkin, so I'm not really paying attention. My whole life, I was like, I think Walt Manus is amazing. <laughs> and I always thought when I grow up, I want to find someone just like him. I went to university um, about 30 minutes from where he was living, and when I went, he just kind of came in and helped get me settled and helped introduce me to a church. And so we just started spending more and more time together. and. We were sitting in his car just talking and we had this conversation about what our dreams and our hopes were for the future and um, I said that I felt like um, God had just made me to be a mom. That's what I wanted more than anything. I wanted to be a mother. And I said that I had actually a name picked out already that I wanted to name my daughter and and he, he said, I do too, which I thought was weird because, you know, I didn't think guys did that. <laughs> and I was like, well, what's the name? And she said, Chloe. And he's like, you've got to be kidding me. You won't believe this. God gave me, when I was 12, that name, Chloe. So he's telling me this story and I'm thinking, this is crazy. Like, first of all, I don't have a lot of experience with God speaking to me like that. <laughs> she was in the same place that I was. We couldn't believe it, you know. In the picture, Chloe always had olive skin, so he always thought he would marry a woman with olive skin. She can't have a, a brown-eyed child. I didn't know what to do with it. When we first got married, we, we decided we wanted to wait a little while to have children. We ended up um, traveling, doing some work with some different missions agencies. And then at a certain point, we realized, no, this is the right time. We want to start pursuing having children. And we were so excited. We thought, we thought it was just going to happen immediately, you know. And so we were like, yeah, let's start our family. Let's have children. And, you know, months turned into years. And pretty soon we were four years into trying and still nothing. I had always clung to this promise that God had given me about the daughter, so I didn't know when it was going to happen, but it was, it was starting to get hard to wait. It was really hard. It was really, um, I don't know, I think I, I struggled with questioning God's goodness in that time um, because I just felt like it was so mean, you know, like such a mean thing to do. Uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so there was like a probably four and a half year period that um, I would say was really, really hard on us individually, on us um, in our marriage, and also like the way we were relating with God, especially for me. I felt like, is God good even when He's not doing things that I would define as good? And every time that we, we would hear about someone getting pregnant, we would just be devastated because we were thinking, this isn't going to happen for us. We're just, we're just fools who want kids, and it's never going to happen. And then I would say somewhere, I feel like God shifted something in me so significant. There was a point where I started to realize, actually, no, I, I can live like a really full and really happy life and like 
experience so much with God and know Him so deeply and be satisfied in the deepest way a human can be satisfied, even without having a child. It sounds like a simple concept, but for me that was a big, a big change, a big shift in, in my perspective. We kept praying through that time, God, if you're saying that you don't want us to be parents, like just take this desire away from us. But more than ever, we wanted to be parents. Like it just, the desire was almost getting stronger. He kept compelling us in his love to like love, love this idea of being parents and love this idea of, um, yeah, of having this little girl. And so well, that's what we did. We just kept, we just kept praying. There were tons of people praying for us and with us, people that we didn't even know. Like people would come to us and say, all oh, these, this Bible study group I'm a part of is praying for you guys, is praying for this situation. And I don't know, that was a really um, special thing to get to feel like the body of Christ in a larger, on a larger scale. Annie is like, well, maybe, maybe we're supposed to adopt. And I was adamantly against it. I had this thought of like, I don't want, I called it a band-aid baby. I, we are struggling, we are hurting. And, you know, I don't, I didn't, I didn't want just a fix. I didn't, I didn't want just some kid. I wanted the kid that we were supposed to have, you know. And God just like, he progressed, progressed me from like being adamantly against adoption to be like, you know, I, I just want the kid that God wants. Maybe it's not supposed to come through biological means. Maybe it's, it's supposed to be through adoption. We had gone through all the paperwork Annie had done so much work, and I had supported her in that, but I still wasn't convinced that the adoption was right. I remember one night we were at Walt's sister's house, and I was checking my email, and there was an email that came in, and it said, it's a girl. I clicked on it, and I realized it was from the adoption agency, and they said, we just wanted to let you know that a birth mother has chosen you guys, and yeah, you're going to be parents. And I was like, I just sat there looking at the email like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Annie gets this email. She's super excited, and I'm just like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna wait and see. The name Chloe is completely off, off the table. We've abandoned it. We had decided, oh, that was just a fluke thing. That was a coincidence that we both liked that name, you know, that was nothing. And so we had even talked about a different name and the social worker working with us, she says, okay, well, the birth mother would like to meet you before she has the baby. And we went to the house where she was living and we knocked on the door and... She opens the door and it looks like a grown up version of this little girl in my head that was from the past. In a second, in my head, the name was back on the table. We went up to this room and sat and talked for, I don't know, three hours or so. The social worker says, now nah, let's talk about a name. Have you, have you thought of a name? She said, yeah, well, ever since I got pregnant, even before I knew it was a girl, I've been calling this baby Chloe. We were just floored. And both Walt and I, I mean, I, I don't even remember what we did exactly. I just know that I was ugly crying. We were weeping and she was like, oh, you hate the name. And we're like, oh my goodness, no, we love the name. God has spoken, he's told us this name. All those doubts about having the Band-Aid baby were just completely out of the window. And I was, it felt like I just had full body shivers. It was like, it was like the Holy Spirit was just right there. When the birth mom said the name Chloe, you know, in an instant, I had become a father. Even before she was born, I was her dad. This surreal presence of God was just all around us, and I just, I felt him saying to me, see how much I love you? Do you see this? Like, do you see what I've done? Like, I've been writing this story. You had no idea. I've been writing this story for years. Since, since Walt was a kid, I've been writing this story, and I realized 
how foolish I was, I guess, like how, how um, my perspective was just so skewed in my own pain that what I saw as him not loving me was in fact him being the most loving he could have been. There was no mistake, I am the father of this child, just like God had always planned it to be. And I'm completely owning it. Like, on cloud nine, just amazed at what God has done. It was like he was whispering to me in that moment, like, I've been here this whole time. And you didn't know, but I've been here this whole time. I've been walking this thing with you. And I was just saying, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. It's a constant struggle to just sit in his sovereignty. Uh, people can say, oh, it's, just, it's just a coincidence, you know? You, you can't convince me that. I think God is incredible. I think it's incredible the way that he flung the stars into space. And that same God, the same God who keeps the world from falling apart, he loves me. He loves me. With or without us ever having a child, that's what he's taught me through this. Like, he loves me, and I can be so secure in that love. And to be able to trust that and to rest in that, I mean, it's the greatest gift.